Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. Reflections from the Heart with your host, David Abel, is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a ministry of Stewardship, a mission of faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join David as he breaks open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for Sunday's Mass. And as the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers, inspires us today with the truths he reveals to our hearts through his word. Now, here's David with Reflections from the Heart. Welcome everyone to another session of Reflections from the Heart. My name is David Abel. Today I'm joined by Tom DeAngelis, Tom Fertile, and Rob Longo. Welcome one and all. Thanks, David. Good to be here. Awesome, awesome. Everybody take a moment and get their Bibles. We're going to turn to the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verses 23 through 29. But before we break open the bread of life to see how Jesus wants to speak to each of our hearts, Rob, do you mind inviting the Holy Spirit in to help us? Love to. In the name of the Father, Father Son, Son, Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this moment. You are the God of now, and you're giving us this moment as a gift. So please help us to be present to you in this moment. Help us to allow your Holy Spirit into our hearts, into our minds, into this conversation, into this sharing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for loving us so much that you've given us the Word. So as we break open your Word and and we pray through the gospel that we will hear this Sunday. Please speak to each one of us. Please speak to each one of us and, and let us know what you want us to do, how you want us to change, and most importantly, how you want us to be and how we can be more, just to be in your presence, to be open, to be available. Thank you, Lord. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, Father Son, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And uh, Tom, do you mind giving us a little gospel love today? Absolutely. A reading from the Gospel of John. Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever loves me will keep my word, and my Father will love him. And we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. Yet the word you hear is not mine, but that of the Father who sent me. I have told you this while I am with you. The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I told you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You heard me tell you I am going away, and I will come back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. I'll tell you, for the first time in the reading of this Gospel, I came to the end of the first sentence of the first paragraph, and this is Jesus speaking. Yet the word you hear is not mine, but that of the Father who sent me. And I wrote down the humility of Jesus. You see, this example that Jesus gives, Jesus, who is God, second person of the Holy Trinity, he doesn't take credit for it. He returns that, returns that credit to the Father. You see, for our journey in life, we do nothing. It is the Lord Jesus Christ who chooses to do it, everything we do, in us, with us, 
and through us. So for me, this humility of Jesus, that's our journey. I didn't do it. Always give credit to God in all things. Give him honor, glory, and praise. You know, that just really, for the first time, jumped out at me, Tom, as you were reading this, the humility of Jesus. The Lord gave me a little ditty that the pathway to heaven is paved with the stepping stones of humility. And it's in humility that we conquer pride. We conquer so many evils of the world. When we realize it's not me, I don't own anything. I didn't do it. God chose to do it through me. And we give God that credit, then, man, he just continues to pour out these opportunities for us to be world changers. I think, David, it's that humility that sets us up for um, Jesus and the Father, the Holy Spirit, you know, dwelling in us. He says right here, to make our dwelling with him. And if we're full of other things then we can't, we can't be filled, you know, by the Holy Spirit. And I think, you know, I, you know, many of us, we struggle with that because we fill ourselves with so many other things that seem better, seem, uh, you know, more attractive, whatever it is, pride, um, you know, the, the endeavors of the world. And if, if my, as a vessel, if I'm crowded, if I'm polluted, then I have no room which again, I think we've talked time to time takes us back to the need for um, confession. Because uh, once again, as, as we become filled, especially with things that are not of God, then uh, there's no room. There's no room at our own inn, you know, for, for, for the Lord. And so that humility is the beginning of saying, I need you to dwell within me. I need to make space. I need to clear out the concerns, the worries, the attractions of the world so that you and the Father may come and dwell in me and therefore change me from within. Some of, some of you out there listening might uh, receive a version of our Gospel Reflection uh, sheet. So for all those that are involved in groups, you can go onto the website and you have a nice Gospel Reflection sheet that, that is used uh, by Tom and Tom and I. Uh, every week we have a, a version that has food for thought questions. And we send that out to groups that, you know, sometimes and it, the origination was um, a nursing home, Gospel Reflection, and some, the residents need a little, a little kickstart. And then that list has grown to, you know, a lot of schools, groups that, that might need a little help. So this week when we were doing our, our food for thought on this gospel, the question that came to me was uh, about the word. It says, you know, whoever loves me will keep my word. And I was just thinking, wow, if, I, if, if Jesus is saying whoever loves me keeps my word, I need to, I need to know his word. You know, I love him, right? I, I need to know his word. So the question had to do with you know, how do we make diving into the word more of a daily experience? I wrote that question out, and we, you know, we sent out the, uh, the email. And no sooner did I send that email out, knowing that God was talking on my heart, but writing it for others, right? I get an email that, that invited me to take a test on prayer temperaments. And you take an online test, and it calculates the result, and there's four different temperaments. I came up as Ignatian, and it talked about the different things that make up an Ignatian, Ignatian temperament of prayer, and it talked about the Word, like diving in the Word and being a part of, the, like making yourself a part of the story. And, but it was really focused on daily getting into the Word. So here, you know, in one moment, I'm writing a question for others, right? And then I'm just contemplating myself through this question, well, how do, what do I need to do? And then I get this email and I end up taking the quiz and and it's all about diving into the word daily. So that's that's our invitation here. We you know if we want to if we say we love Jesus and he's saying Jesus is saying whoever loves me will keep my word, we, we gotta get to know the word. Dive into scripture each day. So and some of it, Rob, is being open to those inspirations when they come to you because a lot of times I think 
there's things passing in front of me all the time. And if I went back and really thought about them, as you say, David, in, in the spirit of God, you know, as a son of God, rather than being filled up with my own thoughts and ideas, uh, we'll see s- signs of God everywhere, you know? And just... To get back to a point you brought up, you started. We started out with David, and then you know, Tom, you picked up on it. Was this idea of the of the son totally giving back to the father? That that goes back to Saint Augustine wrote a whole big fat book on the Trinity, and he said that the essence of of God is this love, which is the total outpouring of the father for the son, and a total pouring back of what the son receives from the father back to the father, and that when we come to understand that, as you were talking about David as a son of God because we've been given that opportunity through Christ that we come to understand that we participate in that and that's where to your point Tom where we pick up we get the spirit of the father and the son which is the the Holy Spirit so when you think about it because your point was the humility of the son it really is a deep property of the Trinity to be humble because they totally pour themselves out for each other, and then this, their spirit is totally poured out for us. Humility is like right smack in the center, and of course, that's the virtue, and the inverse of that is the capital sin of pride, You know, the root of all evil. So, of course, the opposite of God, of the, you know, the deepest principle of God is going to be the worst evil. You know? So, it's really a kind of... As you're talking through that, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, you guys are here in St. Augustine's water. There you go. And I wrote down, as you were sharing, Tom, the fruit of humility is a heart of gratitude. The fruit of humility is a heart of gratitude. Say, thank you, Father. Thank you for the gift of this day. Thank you for the opportunity to be a blessing to others. Thank you, Father, for this experience that I just went through. What was I to learn from it? Oh, my goodness. You see, that takes you into where you touched on, Tom, this divine intimacy. We can go into that still quiet room of our hearts, invite the Lord, the Father, and the, Son, and the Holy Spirit in, and close the door, and then, like Mary did, ponder all things with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit so that we can take in what's transmitted to us and allow them to transform it so that we are these vessels always responding in love, not reacting out of fear or out of out of anxiety. You know, and I wrote down with knowing his word, Rob, which is what you just shared, what is the what is the fruit of that? Jesus tells us, don't let your hearts be troubled or afraid. Because the fruit of knowing the word and living in obedience to the word is remaining in God's love, which keeps us safe. It dispels trouble and fear from our hearts, and we're set free to have what? The abundant life that Jesus Christ paid the ultimate price for, you and me. I'm I'm all in. And every time I run into these situations, the Lord's like, will you give it to me? Will you trust me? Do you think I got this? And I'm like, yeah, but but I want I want to. And the Lord's like, just let go. If it's of me, it'll happen. But if I want to keep you safe, if I want to protect you, if I want to move you, I'll do that. But you gotta let go. Oh my goodness! It's my Monsignor Esther says to me, David, you're like a trapeze artist. 
But you gotta let go with that last hand on that on that rock <laughs> and trust that Jesus is out there <laughs> with both his hands out, yeah. ready to catch it. You want to hold on to that safety rock. You do not want to let it go. So that imagery always cracks me up, and makes me laugh. I gotta let go totally and trust the Lord is gonna catch me. And I don't know anybody else, but I tell you, the Lord keeps taking me through these journeys to stretch me in obedience, to stretch me in love, because, man, he wants me to be a world changer. He wants each and every one of us to be world changers. And and don't you find that when you don't let go and you're still hanging on and then you go, God, where are you? <laughs> you know like, what I find? Yeah. I'm going back around the same corner again. I've seen yeah. this before. Yeah. I've been in this classroom before. And it's like, I've been there too. oh, Lord, you're trying to teach. Yeah. Teach me something, Let go. but yeah. it's in the letting go yeah. that we learn right. and grow. Re- it's almost like repeat that. It's yeah. in the letting go that we learn and grow. Wow. Yeah, so, I give credit to the Lord yeah. for that because I never thought of it before. So when we're the teacher, we never graduate. That's, your, that's the imagery, right? When you keep going to the same classroom, same same lesson over and over again. Yeah. So let's uh, let's surrender to 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 the teacher. And thankfully, he gives us those retests, you know, because I, I know I definitely need them. Um, and it, I, I, and I like the line which fits in what you're talking about is the about the Holy Spirit reminding us. You know, Tom, you talked about, you know, if we just look for and are aware of the little, you know, like signal graces, the little promptings, they are there. You know, thankfully, because again, he promised us the Holy Spirit's going to remind us. And again, I don't know about anybody else, but I need those reminders. And I think, David, those reminders then kind of, they, they get you ready to let go. And if you ignore yeah. them, then that thought of letting go and that thought of being in the air with no, to use your analogy, with no no handle in sight, that's terrifying. But those reminders, you know, set us up for that release. They set us up for that that trust, you know. Um, and so little things along the way that God shows us, no, see, that was okay over there. That was okay. This situation was fine. So now when I put a big one before you, you can have that trust because I've sent little reminders, but we have to be open Hearts have to be open, minds have to be open, ears and eyes to be open to see those things. It lets you know it's going to be okay. Trust in the small things, appreciate the small things. The bigger things don't seem as big when we learn to trust uh, along the way with the smaller things. You know, Tom, as you were sharing, I read the last line here, and now I have told you this before it happens so that when it happens, you may believe. And I had a situation last week where a guy drove from New York and cast this whole vision before me. And I'm like, well, i tell you what, if the Lord wants that vision to happen, he's going to have to provide X because that's impossible. I go to breakfast this morning. Man called me up last night. Can you, I need counsel. Can you go to breakfast with me? Oh, it's absolutely. So I go to breakfast with him. We sit down at breakfast and the man says, Dave, I got to ask you a question. Have you ever thought about X? And he shares with me. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> I have never in my life thought about X. But last week, this man came down with a vision the Lord gave him of X. And he thinks it should be part of what I'm doing. And now you come to me, and you're the key to the X. And you say to me, have you ever thought about that? Because I think we're being led down this road. And I said, you know what? I, I said last week... <laughs> that this is impossible, and that if the Lord wants it to happen, he's going to have to provide X. I can't share what X is just yet, but X. And here you are sitting here telling me who's the owner of X. 
you'd like to provide X. So I don't know what the Lord's doing, but the Lord has such a sense of humor, and I just let go, let God, because isn't that interesting? And now I've told you this before it happens yeah. so that when it happens, you may believe. You'll, you'll know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I don't know if anybody's heard my little ditty the Lord gave me when I was walking around the property the other week, you know, about a month ago. The Lord spoke to my heart and said, David, you use the word impossible a lot. I said, oh, absolutely. Every time uh, you give my uh, wife, your precious daughter, a vision, I say, well, that's impossible. <laughs> impossible. So uh, the Lord said, well, David, do me a favor. Could you spell that word for me? I said, absolutely. He said, spell it slow. I said, oh, okay. I am. He said, stop. Who's that? Oh, I said, I am. Well, that's you. He said, now what's the rest of the word? I said, oh, possible. I am possible. So for me, what's impossible for human beings is always possible with God. I share with a man this morning, too many dreams die because we don't trust in God to bring them to fruition. So for me, you know what? Love is a call to action. We need to be active participants in God's journey with us. And for me, I just want to say, give, you, give the Lord my yes. Let go and let God. And then every day of my life is a great adventure. I don't try and figure it out. I have no idea if X is going to happen. But if it does, it's another one of those God stories that was absolutely impossible. <laughs> but it sounds like it started anyway. <laughs> You know, just real quick, um, when you were talking about God has a sense of humor, uh, there's a great philo French philosopher, and I heard this from a French English t uh, French teacher when I was in college. He said, Pascal, Blaise Pascal was a great theologian and philosopher, wrote, um, God is a comedian playing to an audience who's afraid to laugh. Oh, wow. Think about Say that. Say that again? God is a comedian playing to an audience who's afraid to laugh. Wow. So to, when you said that, it triggered that thought right away because we sometimes we just need to trust God, let go, trust God, and when He does those things that you go, it can't, it can't be, it can't be, you know, like just just laugh, you know, just yeah. uh, He's giving you, uh, He's tricking you, or He's setting you up, or He's, you know, what He's leading you in a direction, and just go with it, you know, just just laugh and go. I mean, it's got to be moral and ethical, you know, yeah. a lot of business, well, yeah. but. <laughs> And I, and I yeah. like to say, if you can't write the script, then God's at work. So yeah. my counsel oh, to this nice. man nice. this morning, which is counsel for me, is if the windows and doors are open, go through them. If they're not, then either the timing's not right or we've gone the wrong way. So for me, I'm not going to break no more windows and doors. I'm going to wait for God to open them. But as he open them, opens them, here's where I'm the active participant. I need to walk through that and then go only as far as that door or that window takes me and then wait for the next to open. That's the journey. But don't try and figure it out. That's the trap. <laughs> Mother Angelica walking into a you know, TV station going, hey, this is really cool. <laughs> Sisters, we need to get one of these. You know, and, but that's that, that's that sense of humor where you know, she would say, you know, God, well, she said, God needs dodos. God needs people who, and she would say it you know, in her way, you know, dumb enough to believe that if something gets put on your heart like that, that a bunch of nuns with no experience can, you know, start a global network. That's the exact kind of stuff, you know. Um, but it's it's that faith and it's that trust. And uh, if you ever read her book, in the stories of you know, the bill collectors are coming, they're going to repossess stuff. Well, then, sisters, we're not praying enough. We're not trusting enough. Like yeah. you said, David, we can't fix it. We can't strategize. It's not about a long-range plan. Let's get down on our knees. Let's get before the Eucharist, let's pray. And 
you know, the proof is in the pudding, you know, that a, a simple nun from the South can, you know, start a global network, all with that, all, all with that faith and that trust, because that's what God wanted, and she was the willing vessel. And when she's kneeling down, praying in the chapel, and her nun kept, her other sister kept trying to interrupt her, she said, I'm praying. And she said, but mother, you, you need to meet this man. He has something right, right, for right. you. She's <laughs> praying for the check to pay the bill that's due, which I believe was like a half a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. That was a huge amount of money. And the Lord inspired a man who was on a cruise ship, uh, his private yacht, whose son was saved because of a message he heard on EWTN to send this money. And and so she takes the call, and the man says he's going to send the money. And the sister says, well, could you wire the money? Because <laughs> yeah. the bill's due today. Yeah. So God's sense of humor. But isn't it fun to laugh? Because unless we become like these little ones, little children, we will fail to enter the kingdom of God. God wants to be our Father. He wants to laugh with us. He wants to fish with us, hunt with us, golf with us, bowl with us, take a walk with us. Whatever, God the Father wants to be intimately involved in every aspect of his precious son and his precious daughter. That's you and me. So, man, let's let go of this fear and the trepidation and the troubled things and anxiety and say, you know what? Come on into my heart, Father. Bring the Lord Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and let's walk this great adventure out day by day, day by day. Oh, dear Lord, three things I pray. Mm. If you think about it, I mean, we're all dads, and I was thinking about last night coming back from a baseball game, you know, with my youngest son, and it just something I was saying was, you know, cracking him up. He's young enough to still laugh at my jokes. The older kids just roll their eyes at me. But think about it as dads. Is there anything more precious than your children laughing? I mean, really, especially the little ones, you know, but anything that just warms your heart and makes you think everything is okay than than a child laughing. So to your point, David, to think about, again, if that warms our hearts, our children laughing, think about the father, how he, what his goal, what his, what his dream would be, his wish that we rejoice and laugh instead of, I know we're, we're always, you know, I don't know, I stress and I worry and I worry. That, that laughter, if that laughter of our children warms our heart, what does yeah. our laughter do to our father in warming his heart? You know, and it's so important that, man, when you keep praying, and I do, I try and do it every morning, pray for the spiritual eyes to see, to, and a heart to respond with love, and a spiritual ears to hear, and a heart to respond with love, because, you know, we miss so many opportunities. Yesterday, my daughter, driving her car, blows out her tire. I don't know what she hit. It's a brand new car she was driving, and dad gets the call. Go help out. I go. There's no spare tire. There's, there's this gizmo in the back that didn't work. I plugged that in, <laughs> fired that up. It didn't work. And we're sitting there in the car. And we call the the, the uh, Ford, whatever it is, reliable service. I don't know. <laughs> and they're going to come get us in 25 minutes. In 25 minutes, I oh, excuse me, in 30 minutes, I call them back. Hey, you're not here yet. Oh, it's going to be another 40, 45 minutes. Now, do you think Mr. Abel complained at all? Absolutely. In 45 minutes, I get another call. In a specific time. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be ninety more oh. minutes, and so I got kind of frustrated on the phone, and when I hung up, I realized it was a different tow truck that was going to be there in ninety minutes. That the other one that was going to be there in forty five minutes, the hour and a half was still coming, so it calmed me down slightly. And then I heard the still quiet voice says, "Let me ask you a question. The fact that I gave you a precious hour and a half." with your daughter 
of intimate time with her to ask her about college that's coming up, decisions that are going to be made. Wasn't that special? Don't you think you should have probably focused on that and had a heart of gratitude rather than grumbled and complained and a little short and irritable with the poor person on the phone? And I went, wow, you know what? I missed the gift. And I fell to the enemy's bait, and I complained, and I got irritable instead of going, this was awesome. Now, thank you, Lord. I heard the still quiet voice, and I corrected that immediately. And my daughter and I had a precious hour and a half, except for the two phone calls. <laughs> but I also you know, acknowledged, you know what? Hey, I made a mistake. I missed that opportunity, that moment. Yep, so important. I, I usually take notes um, when some great insight comes up, and I'm out of space on the first side. I'm ready to turn over on the second side. So thank you guys for for your insights, man. It's been great. And I, I wish <clears> I had <throat> heard your story just now a couple weeks ago because that happened to me where I I knew the GPS was wrong, right? So <laughs> I, I, was, I, was, yeah. I, I mean, I, you, you can tell I, where it, this it is got going. me out of the neighborhood where I didn't know where it was, and and I needed to get onto the Schuylkill Expressway and fill. I needed. I knew that was, and it's taking me trying to. Tell me to get off this exit, the next exit. I'm like, come on, no, straight. So as soon as I get off of where I was on the Schuylkill, stop completely and, you know, it's an estimated time in traffic, 32 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. Right, you know, it was construction, right, 10 o'clock at night after a long day, but I'm with my daughter who's 11 in the front seat, Hope's in, in the back seat. She fell asleep by this time, and I was everything you described, irritable, whatever, because you know, I'm, 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 I get tired at night, especially when I'm driving, and uh, that would have been a, just a perfect opportunity to just Thank hang God out. Yeah. and be an example yeah. of yeah. L-O-V-E of love. Yeah. So, I mean, how often do you get those one-on-one times Correct. With, with, with our kids? Um, yeah, so sometimes you learn after the fact. So this is one yeah. of those after the fact learning moments. Yeah. So for anybody else out there, you know, when we have these inconveniences, there might be God's God's gift to give you that opportunity of of the gift of time. With and somebody. you know what? Keep saying the prayer for the, every morning for the gift of the uh, spiritual eyes to see, the spiritual ears to hear. Because you know, this past week, my son turned sixteen. I said, "What do you want to do, son?" He said, I want to go to uh, Ruth Christ and have an 11-ounce filet <laughs> down in Philly at King of Prussia Mall. I said, you know what? Let's do it. So the family gets together. There was 12 of us. Down we go. Ruth Christ. This is his 16th birthday. We're going to celebrate it. End of the meal, check comes. I look at the check. 12 people. Should have been a pretty hefty check. They only charged me for five meals. Now... I could have just said, whoo, I made a go. Yeah, I got to go in here. Let me put a little tip here. I'm good. I'm out of here. Woo, didn't get a bargain. Instead, I called the waitress over. I said, hey, I'm going to explain to you. I don't get charged for five meals. I got seven. She comes back. She said, oh, thank you for helping us. Here's the rest of the bill. Bob, I said, you have a problem with your system because if it did it for me, it does it for everybody. Anytime you add more than six people, I said, it may help you. And so at the end of that, the kids said, you know what? Dad, you taught us something at this very moment. So remember, all eyes are on us. Look for every moment to be a blessing to others. Make a difference in the world. It's all about God's love. And bring His Son into the world. God bless each and every one of you. Have a great day. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, you might consider participating in a Gospel Reflection group. 
for information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org and click on Gospel Reflection Groups, or call us at 717-367-0100. Stewardship, a mission of faith, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation by visiting our website or calling us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of David and the staff here at Stewardship, a Mission of Faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.